0: I saw him chasing uh, Zach Wilson. I was like, "Is that Vernon Butler actually looking like he might make a play?" He Hit didn't it. make the pl- he didn't make a play, but it it was like I had to do a double take at the number, and I was like, "Oh, I know, but- yeah."
1: You're now listening to the Wandering Buffalo Podcast with your hosts Andrew Chang and Justin Goddard. Hello and welcome into another episode of the Wandering Buffalo podcast, a show here on the Built-in Buffalo Network. My name is Andrew Chang, and alongside me is my co-host Justin Goddard. Justin, the Bills just wrapped up the AFC East. They got it done at home, and if that wasn't enough, the Patriots lost to the Dolphins in Miami, Week 18. It's a great feeling, but we gotta talk about this game. But First of all,
0: how are you doing? Uh for all of the things that you just mentioned i'm I'm doing great right now um it's great to wrap up the regular season on on a high note um both for us and you know a negative for New England is always a positive for us mm-hmm. um, but not the prettiest of games. I think a lot of people were kind of hoping we'd be seeing some some backups in at some point but hey, end of the day they they got the job done, sealed it up and Back-to-back back division champs, man. It feels good. Oh, yeah. I, I already bought my stuff. <laughs> I didn't it get is, there yet. <laughs>
1: it, is, it is right there um, in the checkout. It, it's processing. So I, I'm very happy about that. But uh, as always, you can find us on most social media, and podcasting platforms, and even on YouTube by searching up the Wandering Buffalo podcast. We're going to get into our four segments in today's episode. So without further ado, here's number one. Number one, we got to talk about Josh Allen. Justin, uh, why don't you break out that fancy calculator of yours? Oh, love it. And what's 24 over 45?
0: Not great.
1: 53. Okay, 53%. That's where Josh Allen was today. He had an average depth of 5.3 yards per target, two touchdowns through the air, a quarterback rating of 83.5, and... I guess I'll just kind of leave it there for you to flush out your thoughts. But initially for me, I thought much like the Atlanta game, Josh came out really strong. Everything seemed to be working really well, even the run game. And then after that, you just saw kind of like this, I wouldn't say decline, but again, momentum shift. Because the Jets, who have the 32nd ranked defense of all of football, Coming into Week 18, were able to make adjustments, and the Bills didn't have an answer for a while. But we all know how this ended because the Bills won the game and recaptured that momentum. But Josh again started strong, then low, then strong again.
0: Yeah, for for me, this is kind of like a little bit of the the roller coaster that is Josh Allen. Um, I think when you look at the highs that he gives you, I mean, you're talking like best quarterback in franchise history and and the lows that you get I mean still better than most of the quarterback play we've seen in like the last 20 years um but but definitely unexpected I think one of the saving graces for him is is when you know he's struggling a little bit through the air he's always got his legs to fall back on and and a lot of quarterbacks don't have that you know if they're having a tough day passing it just is what it is, but he can always pivot to, to using his legs. Um, so even on a day that looked and felt, and and honestly, overall was a pretty rough day for him. He Mm -hmm. still ends up with, you know, goes over 300 yards, two passing touchdowns. And, you know, the end of the day, stat line feels a little bit better than, than it actually was watching the game. Mm -hmm. Um, very similar to the Atlanta game where I feel like he was very in rhythm and, you know, a, a shot gets taken downfield and and they just barely miss it. And then it feels like they're, they're just chasing that. Like, they're this close to a big play, so it's like, okay, we have to get the big play now. Um, whereas when he's methodical and works underneath in the intermediate routes, the, the offense stays on schedule and they move and it just seems like two consecutive weeks it's kind of gotten to like he gets away from that and then we spend a quarter and a half trying to get back on track
1: yeah I would kind of disagree with you a little bit I don't think they were necessarily trying to chase the big play or at least that's where I'm viewing this from like a 50,000 you know point of view I, I I didn't feel like they were trying to do that too much uh I, I feel like there was there were some throws that, honestly, like, you know, credit to the Jets because there were some throws that got broken up by some defenders. Uh, there were some passes that could have been placed a little better, and I, obviously I am a Josh Allen fan, and I am always going to be his biggest fan, but that doesn't mean you can't be a little critical of him, I guess. Uh, if for all the people that are out there like, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, I, I just don't necessarily think that he was doing that, but uh, that, that's okay. And I guess that's, this is a good spot to transition to the second segment. Cause well, you've already said it, you know, it seems like he, he was trying to chase after some big plays. And as a result of that, there were some missed opportunities, which is our second segment specifically, the first thing that jumps out of my head was like obviously the second Diggs touchdown that could have been or the Gabriel Davis touchdown that could have been, but all for not. I actually really enjoyed this photo I took during the game. And last six possessions at the time I took this picture, the Bills punted, 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 field goal, punted punted and then after i took this photo they punted again i didn't keep track if they punted again after that but how, how many times did i just say punt one two three four six six times you have matt hawk out there more like matt hack hacking every single kick realistically and this guy oh he kicked he punted seven times For an average of 33.9 yards on average. And, you know, people are going to be like, oh, well, you know, he had a kick in the wind. So it's like, you know, the saving graces for Matt Hawk. But Brandon Mann, like, kicked in that too. He kicked actually 10 times and had an average of 49.7 yards per punt. So for me... And you know, distance isn't everything. Sometimes you want to make things a little short, but the Bills the reason why Matt Hawk had to go out there and punt is because the Bills weren't executing on offense. And they weren't executing last week against Atlanta Falcons, in my personal opinion. There were there were too many opportunities left on the board. And then you look at this game and it you know, I am happy that the Bills won. But this this should have been w- A way more lopsided score than really was and it makes me i guess nervous thinking about the wild card round when all the teams are good and you don't face the 32nd ranked defense (laughs) so you got to capitalize on those opportunities if you want to progress in this playoff picture
0: yeah i think that's my biggest concern coming out of this game is yeah over the last two weeks um you were able to get it done and i don't want to sound like too negative here you know we did just Mm -hmm. wrap up the division um but over the two last two weeks yeah you're able to seal up wins um but I don't think anybody's going to confuse the Falcons or the Jets for you know this great level of competition and and like you said there there there's just a lot that was left out there there was and I think there was some some wind that was carrying the ball a little bit making some of those sideline grabs a little bit more difficult um but we saw a few missed opportunities. You mentioned Diggs, um, Gabriel Davis. Um, he had another one along the sidelines, and and for me, for me, the biggest one standing out in my head is kind of like the play that never was. And it was the fourth and one. Um, we're we're running the hard count, and it seems like the offense really thought we were going and and would have converted it, but uh, McDermott gets the late timeout in uh, to bring um, Matt, what the heck are you doing out there to punt? And it just seems to me like there was a little bit of a loss of the aggression that we were seeing last week and I, over the last couple weeks. Um, and that's a spot where I I it really bothers me using the time out there. Um, if you want to, if you want to do the hard count and try to get the free five yards, I'm, I'm all for that. That's fine. Um, but if it doesn't work, I mean, If you're going to punt the ball anyways, take it five yards back. I just think it's a poor use of a timeout. Um, But overwhelmingly how I feel in that situation is we know who Matt Hawk is as a punter, and he's struggled as a punter this year. And you have a very productive offense against the worst defense in the league. So fourth and one, yeah, try to draw him off sides. But right before the play clock expires, run that quarterback sneak with Josh Allen, give him a chance to pick it up. And and if he doesn't, you have the best defense in the league and let them go out in there and take care of business. I I just really don't like seeing that sequence right there.
1: Yeah, I hear you. I, I'm more of I, – I understand why they called the timeout because I'm pretty sure we were in our side of the field. And at that time, it – was uh what what was it like a three-point game when you're talking about this it, or either that it was either three or six it was like either 13 to three or 13 to six or i'm sorry 13 to seven or 10 to three so i i definitely understand why they called the time out there i for me personally i would have done that too um just because you know you don't your your offense right now isn't in rhythm. So I don't know, like would you punt the ball away and give your defense a longer leash or kind of put them on their heels. So I I don't know. I, I, I again the Bills won, so it's hard for me to be like upset and critical like with stuff like this, but uh I, I definitely agree with why the bills uh, called the timeout there because uh, because they were they were in the in deep in their own territory and yeah, that's okay.
0: I'd say my only real complaint there right is you you get the ball back and you're driving right before half and we end up at you know the 3 yard line with 3 seconds left and it, it's just a spot where you know it, it would be nice hindsight's 2020 20, but if you had that timeout maybe we can pull points there. That that's all I'm really thinking in that situation.
1: Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, um, I guess in general, outside of that, that wasn't the only missed opportunity. And again, this offense had multiple opportunities to execute and put points early on in the, in this game, but and you just didn't see that, especially in the third quarter. That third quarter was so bad for the offense. Right? First quarter, they come out blazing, 10 points. Second quarter, eh, three points. Third quarter, zero points. And then the fourth quarter, they steal that momentum back and get 14 points. So, Bills' worst offensive quarters, two and three, hands down. No doubt about it. But, uh, Justin, I'm pretty sure my math is right here. But, why don't you divide seven by 20 to me? Seven times five, I'm going to say that's 35.
0: 7 divided by 20? Yeah. That's 35. You didn't even need a calculator.
1: I know. Well, <laughs> 35%. That's uh, the completion percentage that Zach Wilson threw against the Buffalo Bills defense. And we'll get into that right after this break. Welcome back, everyone. We're going to wrap up this episode, and we've got to talk about Zach Wilson throwing for 35% against this Buffalo Bills defense, which shouldn't come as a surprise, right, Justin? Because this is the number one passing defense in the NFL. And outside of that one errant fourth down conversion pass that Poyer probably should have broken up, but uh, just kind of got away from him. You know, it is what it is. But out, you take that play out of it, and this is even more lopsided of of a game. You're talking about 27-3. to three, But, you know... That never happened, so we can't really talk about it. In any event, Zach Wilson throws for under 100 yards, 4.4 yards on average. We already mentioned that touchdown. He got sacked eight times for 79 yards and had a quarterback rating of 66. The Bills defense, 44 total tackles, 30 solo tackles, 9 sacks, 10 tackles for loss, Three pass deflects, and then, again, 10 quarterback hits. You want to talk about this defense rising to the occasion, making an an inferior opponent like the Jets really just kind of crumble down? The Bills' defense took advantage of those opportunities. Now, I understand our last segment was talking about how the offensive uh, side of football, they didn't take care of those opportunities, but the Bills' defense... They did their job. They kept them real. It, they kept the Jets from doing anything good. And I understand that the Jets' weapons were out of this game. So there's going to be asterisks next to that. And Jamison Crowder also left this game. So they had to put some undrafted free agent in the slot, too. I get that. But you cannot take away, Justin, that this Bills' defense showed out.
0: Yeah, I think this is kind of something that we've been talking about for, for probably a solid eight weeks now. Is just waiting for the Bills to to put together like full team performances, and we saw a pretty pedestrian day from the offense today. And really, to me, the reason the Bills end up winning this game is the defensive performance. I mean, of all the stats that you gave, there is also, you know. Uh, Levi Wallace came real close to picking one off. The one that you mentioned with uh, Poyer, he was real close to to picking one off, and that one, in my opinion, looked like it might have gone to the house. Mm-hmm. Um, but the defense really stepped up today, and yeah, you can you can say all the things that you want about you know they're missing weapons and whatnot, and and that's a fair that's a fair point to make. Um, but what I'm looking at is over the last few weeks, some of these young Jets players have, have been finding a little bit of a stride. Zach Wilson's looked better over the last few weeks. Um, Michael Carter, the running back in particular has been looking really good. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you look at Michael Carter, nine carries for 19 yards. So like he's a player that's really been gaining steam for them. And, um, our run defense has been kind of something that we've struggled with and, it's it's the old cliche, you know. You got to beat who's in front of you, and you can't control any of that. Just go take care of business, and and that's what the Bills did today. I mean, we've been calling for the defensive line to to have a game, and went out there with nine sacks. I mean, Harrison Phillips really looks like he's coming into his own. Um, Ed Oliver's been playing on fire. Uh, mm. The one play that's really sticking in my mind from Oliver this game was. Uh, Zach Wilson's going to to hand the ball off, and Oliver shoots through so fast that they can't even get a handoff off, and could have been a huge turnover there. Fortunately for the Jets, it, it bounces right into Michael Carter's hands, but I mean, you're talking he's causing a fumble before the handoff exchange even happened, mm-hmm. um, and then I mean, you go further down the line, I, th- I think I even seen... Burn, Vernon Butler almost pulled off a sack in that one so it was really like a, a full team performance there and you know not not the Jets ideal starting five offensive linemen but an offensive line that's been playing pretty well together as of late so just an all-around from the front to the back end of the defense just an all-around terrific performance
1: yeah I I D-line really showed out, and uh, I don't think Vernon Butler was actually activated for this game. I'm not seeing him on the stat sheet, but your guy, Boogie, that you already mentioned, he he was on there. He had a sack, and after being weeks of on and off, being like a healthy scratch, kind of kind of crazy, right? And I know there's going to be some fans clamoring and pounding the table like, Put Boogie out there. Put Boogie out there. And I guess before we transition to our next segment, because he's interesting, right? Last season, A.J. apanessa kind of on and off. This season, now it's Boogie Basham. Have you seen enough from Boogie in his limited snaps for him to be activated for the playoffs?
0: So for me, I think that kind of still is more matchup specific to me. Um, I've been impressed with him at times. I've been a little underwhelmed with him at times. Um, but to me, he's he's shown the ability to be a good run defender. And he did get a sack today. Um, but kind of to me, his he looks like a little slow in the pass rush. And um, like if the first pass rush move doesn't work, he doesn't move to a secondary mm. or a third move. Um, but I, I do kind of like the trajectory that he's coming along with that, you know, when he's getting his opportunities, he is making plays. And like you said, very similar to, uh, Epinesa last year, um, where we didn't really see much of him. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, Epinesa's up today and then boom, he flashes and he's making a play in the backfield. Um, I think it's very much the, the McDermott philosophy of everything having to be earned and, you know They don't really care where they drafted you. If you, if you don't earn a spot, you're not getting it. Um, but to me, that that kind of bodes well looking more to the future with a couple aging uh, defensive linemen, defensive ends. Um, mm-hmm. But for the remainder of this season, the playoffs, I, I would say if you have a, a more run-heavy team, I'd see them in there. If, if, if it's mm-hmm. going to be more of a passing offense, I'd, I'd probably leave them off the field.
1: Right. I want to correct myself. Vernon Butler was activated for this game. Okay. He just didn't show up in the stack column. Yeah, which I, I doesn't him, sound surprising. Yeah, <laughs> to I, me.
0: I saw I saw him chasing uh, Zach Wilson. I was like, is that Vernon Butler actually looking like he might make a play? He oh, didn't yeah. make the he didn't make a play, but it it was like I had to do a double take at the number, and I was like, oh, I know, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, if if FA was able to go in this game, Vernon Butler doesn't see see the field. For Hands sure. down, in my For opinion. Sure. <laughs> well, Justin, I guess that pushes us to our last segment here, and probably the most important and, I guess, meaningful to me. And that's that the Bills have locked up the AFC East two years back-to-back. And if, God forbid, that the Bills did lose this game – the Patriots lost against the Dolphins. So, the Bills currently, right now, according to ESPN, unless they're lying to me. which They might be. They might be. <laughs> the Bills are currently in the number three seed at 11-6. and six. The three seed. Right now, and this is recording before the Chargers game, at Chargers and Las Vegas game, as it stands, the Bills would match up against the Chargers. The Chargers would fly all the way from the West Coast to the East Coast to play in Orchard Park. That sounds pretty good to me. The Patriots would match up against the Bengals. Pretty interesting matchup. The Bengals have a high-flying offense through the air, but they play a really good uh Patriots defense and through the air. So, not not to make points uh, or to pivot from the Bills, but, uh, you know, the Patriots were a team that the that the Bills were likely to play in the playoffs, and also the Colts. But, hey, any given Sunday, you can lose to the Jags. Just ask the Bills and the Colts. The Jags got one. <laughs> the, Jags, the Jags came through. Josh Allen came through for us, the one wearing the Jaguars uniform. So solid work there jay (laughs) um anyways so yeah the bills third seed back-to-back wins i got my gear it's already on the way somehow in a hat and a t-shirt is amounts to eighty dollars burning burning me once again but uh i'm I'm about it when you go back to back you got to do stuff like that now could you imagine if you were like a fan of the patriots and you or it had to buy that gear consistently, like oh, oh my I'd god, I'd be broke. I'd be a hobo, like <laughs> no more winning. Yeah, n- n- again, not to pivot to the Patriots or anything, but yes, Bills in the playoffs secure that AFC East. We have at least one playoff game here in Orchard Park. One game that I think I might attend to, but every every time I've gone to a game this season, they have lost. But just way. M- Flush out your thoughts. How, what does this win mean for you? Your, I guess, fandomonian and like, yeah, just
0: in general. How, how does how does it feel? I mean, so everything I know, growing up being a Bills fan, it's like erasing this whole this whole past of what I grew up with. So, it, it, like for me, backing into the playoffs with. Tyrod Taylor was like having 15 Christmases at once, right? Mm-hmm. And now it's like these adjusted expectations to, you know, not only are we making the playoffs, but we're controlling the division. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this season didn't, anybody that you talk to, if they tell you it went how they thought it was going to go, they're lying to you. You know, it, we had such high aspirations for the season and it was a roller coaster ride, but at the end of the day, you know, they go out and take care of business and, and lock this up. And, you know, last week's show, I, I kind of touched on, you know, I'm I'm not really concerned with whether or not we win the division or not. And and I would like to formally go back and, and backtrack on that um, because I'm just thinking about it for myself on, like, being glad to be in the playoffs. But for that locker room right now and the love they have for each other to go out and – you know it's like you won something before it even starts and just drawing you closer before before it goes all in um so it, it's i would love to be a fly on the wall in that locker room right now and just mm-hmm. and just see the joy in everybody um kind of touching on you said if the playoffs start today we're we're looking at the chargers um i believe if it's not the chargers it is the raiders i I believe Maybe? it's I believe it's the winner of that game. So I think either way you cut it, it's going to be a West Coast team flying out to Orchard Park for for a cold winter playoff game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I mean, both teams got there for a reason and present different challenges. But yeah, right off the right off the bat, you know, taking a West Coast warm weather team mm-hmm. flying to us and, and playing in the cold, I I like that matchup in the first round. So right, I mean. For me, for me right now, we're in the bonus territory of I've had a ton of fun this season and we were able to lock up the division and, and we're in the dance and, and now everything that we do after here is it's just bonus wins for me. So yeah, this is where the fun really kicks off for me.
1: Absolutely. The season starts off zero and zero next week and yeah, and I I couldn't be more happier of this team that I expected. My expectations going into the season were, can we make it to the playoffs and can we get that AFC East division again? And my expectations have been fulfilled. So anything outside of that, we're playing with house money. House (laughs) money's back? No. Other people might go like, eh, you know, I want a little more. And that's okay. If you want more from this team, they are very capable of doing it. We know that they're capable of doing it. They just got to go out there and do it and execute. The defense is showing up. The offense is showing really good play play calling and, I, I guess, opportunities to be who they were last year. Not to say that they aren't anywhere near that, but I am just very excited about what this team can possibly do down the stretch. And other than that, Justin, I don't really have much else to talk about this game, do you?
0: No, I mean, we said at the beginning it wasn't the prettiest games, but, the, you know, the result was there, and the goals are in hand, so mm-hmm. now it's one game at a time. Uh, yeah. I will I will say uh, McDermott changed all the signs in the uh, yeah. Bills facility from playoff caliber to championship caliber, so... I like that. Hopefully the team, you know, just takes that as that little bit of a change in the state of mind, and... and mm-hmm the results show up on the field cuz man i'm telling you this is this is a team that could win it all right so wherever
1: you're listening to this podcast i just want to say thank you for listening to this congratulations on this awesome win i know you're feeling pretty good about it unless you're a jets fan or you know a patriots fan what whatever if you're not a bills fan in general and you're a bills hater so Regardless, if you have the time, please you know drop a like, comment, or subscribe to our podcast. It'd be greatly appreciated. And just tell people about us. We would love that. We want to share our enthusiasm for our team with everyone. So if especially Bills fans, keep Buffalo a secret, right? So <laughs> you know not to everyone, but to the right people. So for us and um, Justin, where can the people find you?
0: You can find me at uh, any social medias at jgods22. And, uh, yeah, hit us up. Let's join the show. Let's talk some Bills football. Absolutely. And you can find me on social media by searching up 2Changs.
1: Um, who got your back? I, I like that commercial that they put out there. I just thought about it myself. <laughs> but uh, that's going to do it for us. And uh, until Thursday where we preview the winner of, I guess, the Chargers and Rams game, if I'm not miss- misspoken.
0: If if you're misspeaking, I gave you the information, so blame me. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, take care, everyone. Thanks for listening, and as always,
1: go go Bills. Bills.